Today on the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. We're listening to some of my favorite scores of 2022. This is part one of a four-part series. And on today's program, you'll hear music from the likes of Nigel Westlake, Michael Abels, Tom Holkenborg, Olivier de Riviere, Abel Korzanowski, Steve Jablonski, Michael Giacchino, Danny Elfman, and more. My name's Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in to the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast, which begins now. Streaming on the web since 1996, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. My name is Eric Woods. I'm the founder and executive producer of this podcast. I'm also a proud member of the International Film Music Critics Association. This podcast is a celebration of everything film, TV, and video game music. There's something in this podcast for everyone whether you're a film music veteran or a film music newcomer. I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us a listen, and I hope you enjoy the program. Of course, I can't forget our patrons who help make this show possible. If you would like to join the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Patreon, then please head over to patreon.com slash Radio. We would also like it if you could rate and review the show. We like to read what you think of the program, and if you do submit a rating, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com, letting us know, and we'll read your review on an upcoming episode. Before we jump into this show, which is my favorite scores of 2022 program, I do want to offer this disclaimer. It's the same one I recite every year. So these are my favorites. They are not your favorites. I'm sure my favorites are very different than yours, But if my favorites happen to correspond with yours, then you get bonus points in my book. I've also evaluated each of these scores in and out of context, if possible. Scores have to first serve their film, TV show, or video game. That, of course, is the primary purpose of media music. However, and this is something that I live by, and it might not be your mantra, but a truly great score also functions as great music away from the film. I learned this bit of advice from the great Alex North. So enjoy the commentary and the music, and let's get into my favorite scores of 2022, part one. Up first, music from Blue Book, with music composed by Nigel Westlake. This is an Australian film, a drama directed by Robert Connolly, from a screenplay by Connolly and Tim Winton, based on Winton's 1997 novel of the same name. The film centers on a young girl who befriends a wild blue groper while diving and becomes a passionate activist for protecting the ecosystem of Australia's coral reefs from destruction. Film stars Mia Wasikawa. Blueback was one of the last film scores I heard in 2022, and it actually had its world premiere at the 2022 Toronto International Film Festival in September of 2022, And it actually opened up in Germany in late December of 2022. 
Nigel Westlake is an incredible talent. Most are probably familiar with his work on Babe, which is excellent, yet some other brilliant scores of his include Miss Porter, Solar Max, Allie's Wedding, and Paper Planes. His score for Blue Book is a beautiful creation, leaning on more ethereal textures, ambience, and gorgeous orchestral colors, and there's a lovely cello-led main theme weaving through it all.
Music from the film Blue Book by Nigel Westlake. Up next, music by Tom Holkenborg for the George Miller-directed fantasy film 3,000 Years of Longing. The film, which is an adaptation of the 1994 short story, stars Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Elba stars as Jin, who is freed by a professor and recounts his life to her. As for the score, well, composer Tom Holkenberg had this to say about it, and I quote, The movie spans 3,000 years, and George wanted a score that could move from the ancient to the contemporary while capturing all the emotions the characters experience in the film. This is apparent in the main melody, which took two years to create. The goal was to compose something that sounds like it had always been here, and always will be. End quote. The main theme is absolutely gorgeous. And not only is it the highlight of the score, but one of the major highlights from film music in 2022. The rest of the score has a more traditional Hulkenborg drum sound, electronics, electronic atmosphere, you know, those modern sensibilities that we've all become rather accustomed to when thinking about the music of Tom Holkenberg. There are some interesting New Age vibes in the score that works better than the banging percussion, but it almost seems a bit too much and too out of place compared to the gorgeous, more traditional main melody that we're going to play for you right now.
Music from 3,000 Years of Longing. Original score composed by Tom Holkenborg. Up next, music from Jordan Peele's genre-bending neo-Western science fiction horror film, Nope. Peele found great success with his first two feature films, Get Out and Us. In this film, horse-wrangling siblings attempt to capture video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of a tech salesman and a renowned cinematographer. Peele's composer of choice has been Michael Abels, who made his impressive feature film debut on Get Out. The score for Nope is a lot of fun. However, the mixing of genres can be a bit jarring. There's a lot to take in while listening to the score. There's classic Western pastiche, up-tempo action material, a tonal dissonance, modern rock, jazz, hip-hop. Actually, one of the highlighted cues is an original piece written for the film. The piece, Needle Dropped Into the Score, is an impressive piece of concert music written by Abels. The piece has flavors of many forms of American music, including rock, jazz, hip-hop, and EDM.
Music from Nope by Michael Abels. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. This is my favorite scores from 2022, part one. Up next, music from the animated superhero film from DC called League of Super Pets. A lot of films pushed out by DC have been so miserable that it's great to see that this animated film, based on their comic book properties, still have a sense of fun to them. It really is a wonderful movie. Another great film that came out a few years ago was Shazam. It's great fun. And this sort of tradition of kind of fun superhero films harks back to the OG of superhero films, Superman the Movie, released in 1978. Now, the score for this film was composed by Steve Jablonski, and this might very well be his most enjoyable, colorful, exciting score since his masterwork Steam Boy back in 2004. This score is highlighted by a wonderful main theme that has its roots in John Williams' Superman theme, which is perfectly appropriate because the main character is Superman's pet. And speaking of Williams' Superman, it seems like Jablonski has completely ignored the themes created by Hans Zimmer and company for the DCEU and has decided to quote main themes from other DC films and TV shows. Jablonski decided to focus on the older legacy themes, including Williams' theme from Superman the movie, the main theme, and the Krypton theme are both in this score. You also get Batman 89 by Danny Elfman, and even the 1970s series Wonder Woman. Yes, you get to hear a quote from Charles Fox's theme from that show. I mean, how cool is that? And when I heard for the first time, it put a big smile on my face.
Music from DC League of Super Pets. With music by Steve Jablonski. Up next, Till. With music by Abel Korsanovsky. This film is based on the true story of Mammy Till Bradley, an educator and activist who pursued justice after the murder of her 14-year-old son Emmett in August of 1955. Composer Abel Korsanovsky created a really strong and emotional score written mostly for strings that showcase his feelings of sadness, but also strength. Korsanovsky had this to say about the score, and I quote, The musical themes tell the story of coping with the effects of violence by those who survived, finding strength where there's no more hope, finding courage where the pain is unbearable. It is a tribute to those who, against all odds, and despite the world's indifference to their plight, continue to preserve their humanity. End quote.
Some music from Till by Abel Korzanowski. Up next, music from the video game Dying Late 2 Stay Human by Olivier de Riviere. This is an action role playing survival horror game featuring a zombie apocalyptic themed open world. It's set 22 years after the original Dying Late game, and it stars a new protagonist named Aiden Caldwell. In this game, the virus one in civilization has fallen back into the Dark Ages. The city, one of the last human settlements, is on the brink of collapse, and it's up to you to use your agility and combat skills to survive and reshape the world. I'm just going to say this. Everything Olivier de Riviere does is interesting, memorable, and pushes music in new ways only a select few can do. What really makes this score so special is its rhythmic structure, as de Riviere uses polyrhythms, which is multi-rhythms playing at the same time. And when I heard the opening cue in this suite, it absolutely blew my mind, and I actually had to get in touch with de Riviere to basically tell me what was happening in the queue. The Riviere was also featured in TheGamer.com, and this is what he had to say about the score. Quote, Instead of creating background and illustrative music, I've built music systems for everything that the players go through. Each gameplay mechanic has its own music progression based on what you're doing, but it's not enough for me. I wanted to support the storytelling within the open world. I ended up with the craziest music structure I've done to date, so anything you were doing in Dying Light 2 makes the music progress. I think this gives the game a sense of progression that supports both the story and the player's progression throughout the game. End quote.
Some music from Dying Light 2, Stay Human, the video game, with music by Olivier de Riviere. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods. Welcome back to the show. This is my favorite scores from 2022, part one. Hope you're enjoying the selection so far. Up next, music from the Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, starring Ewan McGregor, again reprising his role from the prequel trilogy, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. This series is actually set 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which was released in 2005. The series follows Kenobi as he sets out to rescue the kidnapped young Princess Leia from the Galactic Empire, leading to a confrontation with his former apprentice, Darth Vader, played by Hayden Christensen. On April 22, 2022, composer Natalie Holt was confirmed to be the composer of Obi-Wan Kenobi. However, it was later announced that John Williams was hired to write a new theme for the series. John Williams recorded his theme for Obi-Wan in mid-February 2022. He actually wrote it in just under two weeks. This was the second time Williams had written a theme for a Star Wars project for which he was not the main composer following Solo. Holt described Williams' theme as reflective and just entirely appropriate for the series. Holt had begun composing her own music before Williams had created and recorded his new Obi-Wan theme. She had created her own Obi-Wan theme before Williams was confirmed to be contributing to the score. She said that her own theme was weirdly very similar to his. However, Holt did not directly collaborate with Williams on composing the theme or the score, and they didn't even meet until Star Wars Celebration. One other aspect of the score that wasn't made clear, or at least wasn't known to the public at the time, was William Ross's involvement in the score. Ross wrote numerous cues for the series, which either replaced Holt's cues or were inserted into places where there was no music. Most of the cues Ross worked on were adapting Williams's new theme into the show, including the excellent arrangement of Williams's theme heard during the end credits. This, in my opinion, is really the only memorable new melody in the entire show.
Music from the Disney Plus television series Obi-Wan Kenobi. Main theme by John Williams. Adaptation by William Ross. And Natalie Holt also wrote cues for the show. Up next, music from the Colin Trevorrow-directed Jurassic World Dominion. The music by Michael Giacchino. This is the sixth film in the Jurassic Park series, the third film in the Jurassic World series, and it's set four years after the events of the second film in the Jurassic World series, Fallen Kingdom, with dinosaurs now living alongside humans from around the world. The film follows Owen Grady and Claire Deering as they embark on a rescue mission, while Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler from the Jurassic Park films team up with Ian Malcolm from the Jurassic Park films to expose a conspiracy by the Genomics Corporation, Biosyn, a one-time rival of InGen. I'm just going to say it. This is a terrible, terrible movie. It's terribly boring, which is odd, because when you have this cast, the script really gave them nothing interesting to do. So if that's the case, then you know you failed. The score was composed by Michael Giacchino, who has written music for the two previous Jurassic World scores and worked on a couple of Jurassic Park-inspired video games earlier in his career in the late 90s. Giacchino worked on five scores in 2022, Werewolf by Night, which he also directed, Lightyear, The Batman, and Thor Love and Thunder. But out of all the scores he wrote last year, this cue right here was the best one he wrote. It plays underneath a ridiculous chasing between motorcycles, raptors, and yes, a cargo plane.
Music from Jurassic World, Dominion, with original music composed by Michael Giacchino. Up next, music from another Disney Plus miniseries. This time, Marvel's Moon Knight, with music by Hejim Nazi. This series was based on the Marvel comics, featuring the character of the same name, Moon Knight. It is the sixth television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it follows Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, two alters of a man with dissociative identity disorder, DID, as they are drawn into a mystery involving Egyptian gods. This was actually a really, really well-done series. Kind of was let down by the big CGI battle, very typical of MCU and comic book movies now. Um, during the last episode or so, but I found this to be probably one of the most engrossing and interesting and original MCU properties I've seen in a really, really long time. Egyptian composer, Hajim Nazi. This is his first English language project, and he composed the score for the series in around March of 2022. And he utilized an orchestra of 62 musicians and 36 singers, which were recorded at Synchron Stage in Vienna, while soloists played Egyptian folk instruments were actually recorded in Cairo. Nazi felt the folk instruments had a, quote, prominent presence and seniority, end quote, within the score and did not work against the texture of the classical orchestra. And actually, they blended perfectly. The score is essentially monothematic, but Nazi does a great job with it. It's a big, melodic, traditional superhero score. It's super exciting, lots of fun, and breaks new ground at the same time by having the first Egyptian composer to write for an MCU property.
music from Moon Knight by Hajem Nazi. Well, we've come to the end of this part of our look back at my favorite scores of 2022. We will have a second part coming up shortly. This is actually a four-part series. We will have uh, part three and four again sometime later this month, hopefully. The last score we're going to present for you during this program comes from another MCU film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, with original score by Danny Elfman. This is the sequel to the 2016 Doctor Strange film and is the 28th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what was actually really interesting about this is that it was directed by Sam Raimi. So this film definitely had some character to it. Benedict Cumberbatch returns as Stephen Strange alongside Elizabeth Olsen. This was actually one of my most anticipated films of the year because I wanted to see if the MCU would let Raimi free and do his own thing. While the film had that MCU staleness to it, it does have Raimi's stylistic choices sprinkled throughout the film, and they are utterly delightful. Danny Elfman is a frequent collaborator of Raimi's. He actually reworked Michael Giacchino's Doctor Strange theme into the score, and also presented a few other cameos, including a playing of the X-Men TV theme, which I actually thought was just great to hear. And I think only Danny Elfman is someone would reach back into 90s Marvel television and extract the theme from that. However, the highlight of the score is a brilliant action cue covering one of the most imaginative fight scenes of all time, a battle between music notes. Elfman's initial idea was to have different famous classical music pieces kind of flying around and fighting each other. But in the 11th hour, it was Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, who said, quote, let's just really unify it to Beethoven versus Bach. So there's this interesting fight kind of between good Doctor Strange and evil Doctor Strange. And one has Beethoven's Fifth Symphony as ammunition and the other is shooting back Bach's Toccata for Fugue in D minor. So really at the last second, Danny Elfman had to basically rewrite everything that he thought and uh, utilize those two pieces. And he only had a few weeks before the movie's opening at this kind of crazy last minute session to get it all done. Elfman says it was really, really a lot of fun and actually came together perfectly. Again, for all of the criticism that the MCU gets, including the the music from the MCU, you can't say that Danny Elfman wrote a uh, a bland score, and especially doing something of this sort is uh, is really thinking outside the box and is something new for the MCU and uh, the music written for the MCU. Well, that's it for the show today. Thank you very much for uh, joining me. I really hope you enjoyed the program. Again, check us out at cinematicsound.net. Also email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com and join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. We're doing a lot of really cool stuff over there. So to end off today's program, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, music by Danny Elfman. And until next time, please take care wherever you are in this world and happy listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to Public to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.